Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. seen today it's been it's been shroppy for the first two hours we appreciate his help and now smoke is going to be taking over the responsibility and yet somehow billy joel still made an appearance at two o'clock on a friday it's a song that never ends it does not i mean no matter how hard we've tried i know colin has tried at least at the beginning (laughs) but it doesn't matter somehow fitty has allowed that even without his presence in the studio that is what we will still hear we will now transition from billy joel to nick carboni both i think of equal fame here at least in the city of charlotte wcnc you can find him on twitter at nick carboni wcnc very busy man so nick i give you full control to end this interview and shut it down even if we're talking because you're a busy guy and so just how uh, what, what are some of the other responsibilities that you have on your plate um this round too well, right now I'm down the way in a WCNC Charlotte tent getting stared at by two goofballs. One writes for the Charlotte Observer. The other handles things with the riot report. So I'll, I'll just uh, leave it to you to <laughs> leave it to your imagination to find out who that is. They're, they look like they're having a great time today, and they're just going to stare me down this entire interview. So that's chief responsibility now. All right, we need to go find those trying people. To find the leaders, find, trying to find the leaders around the course, and right now there's about three of them, and it fluctuates. So it's, a, it's been a good Friday in terms of that. I was going to say, what do you make of the leaderboard here, Nick? Because we were just talking about it in a scoreboard update, and if you are going to get that with a, such a strong feel, but I do think it's great for the city of Charlotte. It's great for the game of golf to see so many prominent names at the top of that leaderboard. Yeah, and right now none of them are at the very top, but they're close. I mean, Xander Shoffley is close. Right. Justin Thomas is close. Tommy Fleetwood, who is kind of a fan favorite, who had the lead going into today, he is still close. Uh, so you've got a lot of big names like that, but then you've also got kind of the underdog stories like Nate Lastly, who's tied for first at eight under right now, and Tyrell Hatton, who's had a great day, and golf fans know him, and Wyndham Clark, and uh, those are the three guys tied for first right now. So it's a great mix of big names, guys we recognize, guys who've had success here before, and also guys that are trying to make their own name for themselves and, and grab a big win this weekend. Yeah, Nick, and just off of your comments right there, do you think the winner of this tournament will be somebody that we know, and or is it going to be an underdog? That's a great question. I think it'll be somebody we know because there's a couple of guys here who not only are really good and who have won before, but have also had success here. I mean, Justin Thomas is in contention. He's got a PGA Championship victory here. He was great in the President's Cup here as was Xander Shoffley, another one of the top golfers in this event. I mean, they are right there, both one stroke off the lead. And you've got Rory McIlroy kind of lurking. And he succeeds when he enters the weekend here in that position, and he's won this thing more than anybody else. And he's maybe shaken. If, if that's rust he's shaken off after missing the Masters cut and then missing the last couple of weeks, I'd like to be a rusty golfer because that guy is really good, and he's showing it this week. He might not be, like I said, in the – in the group that's eight under right now, but he's in contention. So I'm going to, I'm going to say it's going to be somebody we know, but I would love it if it was a guy like Nate Lashley who's got one, four win and it's got a great story too. And then 
as difficult as this course is, how much do you think will she, that we will see the leaderboard shift uh, in the coming days? Yeah, maybe even this afternoon. I mean, that happened yesterday, too. And guys this morning played really well. I mean, Cairo Hatton posted a 65. Uh, you got a 66 from Lashley. Had a couple of those yesterday as well. So I think it could even shapeshift the rest of this afternoon. I mean, we're really just through that first morning wave. Uh, and then maybe it'll tighten up a little bit as the as we get to the weekend. The pin placements get harder. The weather is going to be uh, not as picture perfect as it has been these last two days. We're going to be dealing with some rain uh, tomorrow, maybe some lightning and delays on Sunday, although hopefully not. So I think things will tighten up then. Uh, but you're going to continue to see guys post some pretty good scores, I think, the rest of this afternoon for sure as we head to Saturday. Nick Carboni helping us out talk about the Wells Fargo Championship. You can find him on Twitter at Nick Carboni WCNC. You can also see his coverage on his Twitter handle going to Kansas City for the NFL Draft. Nick, we got to talk to you just a little bit. It was before the draft, but you were already in Kansas City. How was that experience for you overall? I mean, I thought I'd walked a lot at the Wells Fargo Championship. I'd never walked as far as we did in Kansas City. That park there was massive. I mean, they did such a great job with it. And I think I mentioned to you guys on the phone that morning, I hope Charlotte gets it. And I know there were some folks from Charlotte and, and high places poking around Kansas City trying to see uh, what worked and what didn't. So I hope someday that we get it. It was a great experience. I mean, it's an, it was an exciting night uh, for Panthers fans, followed up the next day by kind of a coronation of our own in Charlotte with Bryce Young coming with all those fans and, and kind of being paraded in. So um, exciting. And, and now let's see if they can put it together on the field with everything they've got that's new. And, and we'll see Bryce on the field for the first time next Friday for rookie minicamp. But yeah, it was an exciting day. You we, could feel like, you know, even if you're a Stroud guy, even if you're an Anthony Richardson guy, I think everybody is, you know, fairly optimistic about what Bryce Young can do in the NFL. Well, and we'll get you out of here soon, Nick. I did want to ask you just your overall thought process on Bryce's media availability. I know you've been around there. He's been talking with media after he was drafted. You were there on draft night when he was speaking and making some comments. Pretty impressive dude overall as the number one overall pick here in Carolina. What has been your impression ever since he have, uh, he was officially named the draft uh, selection there at number one? Yeah, I, I tried to watch like lengthy interviews. Uh, with all the quarterback prospects just to try to get a sense of them before the draft. I've watched Bryce's with Brian Clark and some others and, and then talking to him before and after he was drafted. I mean, you guys all know by now he is really soft-spoken. He's really thoughtful. But you talk to teammates. I talked to Brian Branch on the red carpet, and I heard some comments from Will Anderson about what he's like on the practice field, what he's like on third down in the fourth quarter, the two-minute when their backs are against the wall. You know, he's not, a le he's not afraid to, to show some bravado, to talk a little trash, and he can be really fiery out there. So I think it's, that's what I'm really excited to see from Bryce Young, maybe a little bit starting in rookie minicamp, and then as he kind of misses in with the veterans a few weeks after that in OTAs. Because I think, you know, he might not be a totally different person, but I, I, I don't think you should mistake how he sounds and, and his kind of polite manner off the field with not being really competitive and confident on it, especially in those key situations. And that's why they went and got him because of his performance in those situations and in the clutch. And Nick, last one, the Panthers have gotten so much new and I've lauded this offseason as being the best in their team's history. But can too much new be a bad thing? Do you feel like maybe it may take them a while to get the chemistry going? Yeah, you never know. I mean, Frank Reich and, and you know, you can talk about the quarterback the quarterback carousel he had in Indianapolis, but they didn't always get off the fast start. So 
you, you're right. I mean, there's a lot of new faces. The offensive skill uh, position positions are basically all new players. You're probably going to be mixing in one new guard uh, if Corbett can't come back. And then, of course, Bryce Young, plus new head coach, new quarterback coach, new offensive coordinator. Like, it could end up being a slow start. Uh, I wouldn't that wouldn't surprise me at all. I mean, you know, football football's an 11 man game on each side, and you know these guys got to get used to playing with each other in big moments. That's Nick Carboni of WCNC, a busy man, a renaissance man, covering it all here in the Queen City. Find him on Twitter at Nick Carboni WCNC. Nick, we appreciate it, man. We'll let you go now. Thanks, Nick. All right, thank you guys. He's got an interview. I don't know with who. We should have asked that. If I was a better radio host, we could have asked that. But you can follow him again on his Twitter handle that we mentioned a few times there. Really cool to see him covering not only Quail Hollow, but also going to the NFL draft site in Kansas City just last week. Something we haven't talked a whole lot about was your last question with Nick. Is too much new a bad thing? Yes. And I do think, I heard Dan Orlovsky talking about this with Philadelphia. When you lose your offensive coordinator who went on to go coach the Arizona Cardinals, you do have a Brian Johnson who you just promote. So maybe that helps you keep some of that continuity and not have this big loss. But when you are undergoing such a massive change, one, Wes, the reason I'm not worried about it is because it was pretty desperately needed. And you kept the good stuff, right? So I think Carolina, David Tepper, Scott Fitter, they did a good job of recognizing special teams had such a big improvement and Chris Tabor was awesome. Let's keep them. The offensive line underwent a massive improvement from the previous year to what happened last season. So, hey, why don't we keep the good offensive line, coach? Nothing else really went all that right. Let's go change all of it. And you did it early enough to the point where I don't think you're going to have enough growing pains. And also, Bryce Young is coming in here new anyway. So he would have had to have learned a new system if you did decide to keep sure, Matt Rule and sure, Ben McAdoo, sure. which was never going to happen, just hypothetically speaking. The fact that you have a new quarterback, the fact that you have new receivers, everybody was going to have to learn so much. And some of that proves your point that you have so much new, but they all hit the ground running at the same exact time. You don't have anybody on different pages of the book, different chapters at all. Everybody's hitting the ground running at the same time. I think that matters a lot. Yeah, and I mean, we know that the Panthers, we remember the expansion years, but just bringing that up, thinking about this has been one of the bigger overhauls that I can remember for a team in quite some time. I mean, you talk about going out, getting an all-new set of skill guys pretty much across the board with Miles Sanders, DJ Chark, Adam Thielen. Now you add Bryce Young to the fold and Hayden Hurst. So that's all of your positions covered with all new talent coming in, learning a new system. The offensive line is the one continuous thing here. You add Chandler Zavala to Ricky and some of the little nuts and bolts there. But as far as the starting guys, you're going to have some continuity there. But you look at defense, Deshaun Williams, Shai Tuttle. You're running a whole new defensive system as well on top of that. So that's a question that just to think about it on the other side of this whole thing and just to think that there's so much new it would be quite an accomplishment and not saying it's not out of the realm of possibility but for this franchise to go to the playoffs after pretty much overhauling where they did overhaul the coaching staff except for the offensive line coach that you mentioned overhauling your skill positions and then bringing in a lot of new positions on defense on top of running a brand new offense and defense man so it's going to be fascinating to watch. A 919 number text in a great point too. If the offensive line chemistry stays strong, then the new guys should should gel quickly on offense anyway. Well, that's the group that stayed the same. And Wes, if you were to ask me, what is the number one group you want to stay the same, especially from last year? 
it would be all the guys starting up front and how good they were. You do have some little changes. It's not that Austin Corbett isn't going to start because of lack of ability. It's because he's hurt. So maybe you start to shift Christensen to the right. Maybe you just move Zavala to the right, even if he did play with on the left with Icky back at NC State. You have depth, which is always something that you want. But overall, you would still expect the starting group to be Brady Christensen and Austin Corbett when healthy. And we'll see how Zavala fits in long term. But this is something I think that's real important. When you go back to what Carolina did in 2015 when they made the Super Bowl, they had so much continuity. They Even if the tackles weren't great in Mike Rimmers and Michael Lohr, everybody played majority of the snaps. I, I think it might have been 100. I think that might have been it, if I'm not. Maybe that's too high. But regardless, they played majority of the snaps together in 2015. This The very next year, Atlanta, same thing. The offensive line did not have any key injuries that led to somebody missing a significant amount of time. And that's something I remember talking about with Ron Rivera the 2017 training camp season. So 2015, 2016, you see both of those Super Bowl appearances. And then Ron Rivera was talking about it afterwards. Carolina's got the continuity. So you have it where it matters, Wes. And I think that is important, even defensive line. Derek Brown, Brian Burns, those two guys, at least they have come to gel the last couple of seasons. And we'll see if we see some improvement there. Yeah, and I would ask you, too, if this team isn't as successful as you want them to be, would that be something that you could point to is just everybody getting used to each other because the coaches have to get used to each other even though a lot of these guys have relationships they have to get used to each other with how much learning that these guys are going to have to do is that something maybe that you would look at and say well if there is a reason they aren't as successful as you would want them to be is that one of them yeah I, I think we had this conversation last year when they traded so late in the process for Baker the problem is with, with Baker's struggles, it wasn't like it was because of a lack of communication. It was because he was missing DJ Moore five yards out from the line of scrimmage. That was the problem with Baker Mayfield. Yeah. So do you trust that Bryce Young is going to be able to make the layup throws? I think we both do. We also think that he's going to be able to make some of the harder throws, right, that might be able to connect with the Terrace Marshall downfield, DJ Chark, as long as he's healthy enough as well. So the, the chemistry... There are so many different changes, too, in the NFL elsewhere, Wes, where it's not like Carolina is on an island. Yes, you are talking about more here in Carolina, but also it, Kyler Murray has to learn something new in Arizona, okay? So when you're talking about even a Jalen Hurts, you're going to have to learn some of the new wrinkles that Brian Johnson is going to add. We can go all across the board. So many coaching staffs undergo so much turnover that it's not like Carolina is on an island. Even if you have a lot more pieces that are changing, you still have quarterbacks, offensive coordinators that have to learn each other as soon as the offensive, uh, as soon as the offseason starts. So it, Carolina is going to be on the same page as everyone else, and I think that matters when trying to. And they've got plenty them. of time. Yeah, yeah, they've got plenty of time right here. It's a long way to go. Sure. We're not even in Mount Rushmore season yet. <laughs> we'll, we'll be giving you that. We'll be giving you silly season as the offseason does go on. 704-570-9610. Feel free to share your thoughts and comments. Smokey helping us back out at the Planet Kia Studios. We appreciate that. A couple more segments to go. Coming up next, we'll talk a little bit more about the Panthers as well as give you updates live from Quail Hollow for the Wells Fargo Championship. It's Wesson Walker Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ. McDonald's is not new to chicken. 
So maybe stop questioning that chicken cred and get your hands on the McCrispy. Juicy fried chicken, buttery bun, unmatched pickle to chicken ratio. Yeah, they know what they're doing. In fact, we can honestly say they're not new to chicken. They're true to chicken. The McCrispy. Only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. This is the Wesson Walker Show Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ. Hit us up on the Garage Door Guru text line with those favorite golf movies. Hit us up with those batting stances and all the good stuff. Oh, people love the batting stances. Yeah, the batting stances are dope. Also, hit us up on those socials, man. Hit that follow button. WFNZ Instagram, WFNZ Twitter, and the Wesson Walker Twitter. And Walker on Twitter at Walker Mail, Wes Bryant. Got it all covered. Twitter and Instagram, West Got Range. One of them has a 704 at the end of it. But uh, if you just type West Got Range, you're on the right track. So uh, we are back now, and we're talking more Bryce Young, the guy that we will be talking about uh, hopefully for a very, very long time for good reasons. And so when you talk about this guy, and I just beg the question as far as what do we envision for him? And I know we're going to revisit this conversation several times, but just our visions of him in year one, will he be a top 12 to top 15 quarterback in year one? Like, is he going to come into this league and stake his claim? from the beginning and show that he is one of those guys or as the kids like to say that he is him i think it's going to be too hard to to be top 12 to top 15 right away i think right now too you're seeing a, a really strong quarterback and a, a quarterbacks national football league right now like I, I think with bryce young coming in even with him being so smart even with him being the guy that i think you want to win right now more so than an anthony richardson more so than a C.J. Stroud coming from that Ryan Day offense. I, I still think it might be a little too high just based off of looking at some of the divisions. There are some divisions that have three quarterbacks right here right now that are better than, than a Bryce Young. Um, at least two, right? At least two that you can look at. So I think we give it year, year two before we really start to see that growth. What are the chances you see him as a top? I mean, top 12. At that point, you know, look, we keep inching closer to the top 10, right? Like, if you wanted to say top half, maybe, but if you're going top 12, man, are, are, are you thinking he could reach that his rookie season? Yeah, I do. Okay. And that's why I asked the doggone question. Okay, so I look Say it with at, your chest, Wes. Yeah, when Goodness I look gracious. at the, uh, the quarterback rankings at the end of the year by Mark Sessler from the Around the NFL podcast, and so when I'm starting to go down the list, okay, Trevor Lawrence, as much as I love Trev, he definitely emerged uh, this season 30 passing touchdowns 13 interceptions for him he's ranked six but then when we start to get 
get into the weeds here. There's some interesting names that I think that Bryce Young from day one could be just as good or better than. Okay. Can I interest you in saying that he could be just as good or better than Tua Tungabayaloa or maybe even Jared Goff, as much as I like Jared Goff, who's number eight, by the way. I know on Walker's rankings, he's like 28. I agree. I think he could be rankings, better than Jared Goff. He's, he's I number agree with eight. you on that. You know, we 29 agree. touchdowns, seven, seven picks, 4,400 yards. Are you going to defend Jared Goff or are you going to say 65%. Bryce Young All right. Geno Smith, who had a fantastic year, but he just came on the scene as far as just really getting the job done. Dak Prescott didn't have that great of a year. He's sitting there at 11. Uh, then you talk that about is, Lamar. That is, that is so gross. And then I'm Justin sorry. Fields. That, These rankings are awful. These rankings are so Well, just gross. saying, but just giving you a working knowledge. Okay. I mean, 28 touchdowns to 17 interceptions. I mean, I think 11 could be a little bit lenient. I mean, I know you like Dak a lot more than others, I, but, but, but hold a on. lot of turnovers. If, if, if we're going to ding Geno Smith a little bit to help Bryce Young get up there because of his past performance. Well, you said that he just came onto the scene. I say he just came on the scene as far as being a dominant starting quarterback. Right, but but if Geno puts together a year like he did last year, uh, Bryce, in, he's in the He's builder. not passing that. You know, G- not not year one, right? Like he's not going to pass what Geno did. Thirty-two to twelve, uh, year one. But also, I mean, and look. Like, I look at total yard. I know you go to the touchdown interceptions, and I it, And it I matters. like the yards, too, to 4,500. The completion percentage, the fact that he was also throwing downfield. Geno was amazing last he year. Was. Like, he really was a, a very, very good quarterback. So, you know, for me, even with Dak Prescott, you know, guys can have off years. And I don't sure. think Dak Prescott is a, is, is a top-five QB. But Dak Prescott does not throw as many interceptions usually as he did last year. That sure. is not usually a part of his game. I expect him to bounce back. If Bryce, Young, I'll tell you this: if Bryce Young gives us anywhere close to what Dak Prescott is as a QB right now, then yeah, he'll be okay. a top half QB. And then 13 there's one Justin Fields in there. So basically, let's take Brady out because taking Brady out moves everybody up a slot. So Justin Fields would essentially be at 12. I don't think it's outside of the realm of possibility to say that Bryce Young could be in the top 12 to 13 uh, in year one. I think that highly of him. I told you, I think that the quarterback interception ratio is going to be quite impressive. I could easily see him in the 25 to 30 touchdown pass range. I think by the end of the season, he is going to assert himself as a t- top 12 to 13. Now, Do you hear that, Panther fans? Because I don't want to hear about how I don't like the Panthers. I've been loving on your quarterback, okay? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, but the problem is we're going to talk about J.C. Horn at some point, and then it'll all turn. And I, I, that's said, what's gonna I said was a great play. Yeah, but nobody hears that. All right, let's go back to the Planet Kia studio. Smoke going to be taking care of the scoreboard updates for us. Smoke, what you got for us? What's going on over here at Quail Hollow? How are you guys doing this afternoon? Treat oh, you well. We're doing we're well, doing great. Smokey. We appreciate you helping yes. us out, man. Uh, I'm glad I could help out. Just want to let you know to this. Such a manly voice. That <laughs> <laughs> is. Well, this report is brought to you by the Sumner Group and Watson Insurance. Uh, leaderboards made quite a few changes here this afternoon. It's still a long way to go in the tournament. Two uh, three-way tie at first. Tyrell Hatton, Nate Lashley, and Wyndham Clark all tied at eight under. Xander Shoffley is at 7-under along with J.J. Spawn. Got some uh, big names up front. Justin Thomas, who uh, drew the ire of the Mac and Bone Show earlier this morning, is at 7-under after his second round, as well as Adam Scott. Some big names in 6-under, including an old name that we haven't heard from in a while. Tommy Fleetwood is at 6-under. Michael Kim and Stuart Sink is at 5-under. Wow. That's a name we haven't heard in a while, guys. So Stuart Sink possibly uh, turning back the clock here this weekend at Quill Hollow. 
It's a great name. Yeah. It's a great one for the dismount. The great update there from Smoke. Well, again, on, that update more. brought. Go ahead. You yeah. got some more. Please. No, no. Smoke. I, I don't want to say it. Please. Go on. Uh, actually, you read my mind. This brought, uh, update is brought to you by the Sumner Group and Watson Insurance. All right. Big appreciation to Smoke. He's also going to be on the board for the Kyle Bailey Show coming up next here in just about half an hour. So those are some of the names, some current, some of the older golf names that you might remember from back in the day. Bringing it back to, speaking of a new name, Bryce Young being a newer name here in town. So you think he does have that shot to be a top 12 QB. Looking at the text line, Bagel Guy said, stop with Gino. He was a career backup. I'm happy for him, but we can't act like he's going to be towards the top. Um, we and, and and, uh, and then I know Wes likes Brock Purdy. So is Brock Purdy going to be someone that you think Bryce Young surpasses on the QB route? Uh, I do because I think that the pedigree is there over Brock Purdy. I mean, I do love Brock, and I think Brock is going to follow up his performance last year with another great performance as he will win mm -hmm. uh, his first of a few Super Bowl championships that he's going to get. But uh, I think that I could see – Bryce being better than him and so uh yeah okay no you think he's gonna be <laughs> so yeah and look, okay come on I gotta get some credit here man why I wait, said wait. the man's gonna be better than Brock Purdy I mean I'm, I'm okay. showing love here man. well like, you want me to give you credit no, for being a I don't want to ever have to you know hit a homer uh, I mean that you, I'm not a homer uh, look I I'm not I hope a you're objective. but uh, I hope you're objective. You know, look, I'm not going to patch you up, but I'm not a part of this well, participation Bryce, but, trophy but culture. But Brock that Purdy, you are. oh, here you go. <laughs> Brock Purdy was uh, Brock Purdy was very impressive, though. You're talking about his completion percentage sitting at 67 percent, 16 touchdowns, the four interceptions. Started out seven and zero and won a playoff game. Mm -hmm. So this is a guy that came in and had a lot of success early, and that playoff win is definitely a big notch in his belt, especially if he can get it done again. But I just like everything about Brock, I mean everything about Bryce Young, just from a makeup standpoint. So we've talked about Bryce Young, what we think he'll do this season. Let's hear from Bill Polian and what he has to say about the first year for Bryce Young in the system with Frank Reich taking over. You don't put him in a lot of RPO situations where he's going to get hits. That's not an offense that suits him. That's much more suited for Richardson. So you know you put in stuff that. Number one, keeps him out of harm's way. Number two, you recognize what he's comfortable with, the players he's comfortable with, the approach to protection that he's comfortable with, and then you begin to implement that. And it will take two-thirds of the season for everybody to figure that out and get on the same page. That was Bill Polian talking about the first year for Bryce Young. And and I guess that's my, that's my point, just – if we have expectations of him being a top 10 quarterback right away, top 12, whatever number you want to throw out there, towards the top, right, and he doesn't reach it, then, you know, which is pretty normal for any rookie QB stepping out on the NFL field, I don't want to be talking about at the end of the season how he didn't deliver uh, and didn't live up to expectations, right? Like, if we're asking lofty goals from him in year one, maybe he's capable of it. That's fine. But I just don't want to throw that against him if he doesn't reach a 4,000-yard mark, if he doesn't reach some kind of 28-touchdown to 10-interception ratio, whatever. I think that's the kind of table I want to set. And anything past that or anything past normal, average, rookie, first-round QB numbers is gravy, and we should be ex excited about that going forward. So you want to uh, sell it low and then just get the 
I like to under-promise and over-deliver yes, because under so many times I've tried it the opposite way and it's never worked out for me. <laughs> All right, so to join us to talk more about this on the Body Works Plus guest hotline and here with us in person at the golf course, NC State legend, I think that's appropriate, third leading rusher The rushing of all list would tell time. you so, yeah. That's what I'm saying, over 3,000 yards rushing. We have Tremaine Stevens with us here. How you doing, Tremaine? Man, it's, it's, I'm doing well, man. Good to be here. Good to be here. Yeah, so uh, he joined us, and he's also the uh, trainer of one Fonda Bryant, my mother. Is that right? Uh, yeah, yeah, he does train her. She goes over to his gym in Gastonia. Mm -hmm. uh, what's she call you? Uh, Satan. <laughs> she called me oh, Satan no. with muscles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, Satan no. with muscles. Yeah, I'm not that bad. Or I, at least I don't think I am. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, man, so you are uh, an ACC great, spent time in the NFL as well, and I'm sure you keep up with what the what the Panthers are doing. Of course. What have you thought uh, of their offseason as we sit here and talk about Bryce Young's expectations in year one? Is he going to be a top 12 to 15 quarterback? What are your thoughts on all that? Man, you know what? I, I, I think that what – the Panthers have really done this year has been has been great from their actual offseason moves that um that they have gotten. Um, I had a chance to play in San Diego with Orion Leaf, who also had those same type of lofty expectations, and of course it never came to, right? And so I agree with my man here is that you kind of this is a tough league. So for you to be a top 10 to 12 quarterback. Um, it's not going to be something that's just going to come easy and it's, it's not going to be handed to him. I think that he's a great talent. I think that he's going to do well for the Panthers. For his first year, though, I, need, I think we need to kind of temper his expectations of, 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 of us thinking that he's going to, you know, take them to even a winning season, man, because it's, it's tough, man. Every, every single game, all 17 games are going to be tough. Yeah, and see, I have not been tempering expectations because <laughs> I think that highly of him. I think right. he's going to come in immediately. Now, I'm not saying he's going to light the world on fire, but I do think that he's going to have a fairly successful season. And we've talked about quarterbacks that have come in that we've seen recently. Right. Uh, for your former team, the Chargers, right. Justin Herbert came in and had a sensational rookie season. We saw what Brock Purdy was able to come in and yep. do. I just feel like with his mentality, his smarts, we talk a lot about his processing. I just feel like he's a guy uh, that can come in and do it. But with you playing with Ryan Leaf, what do you feel like was the hardest part for him to come in and grasp that could also be tough for Bryce Young to come in and grasp? Well, you know what? With Ryan, it was totally different, right? Because I think that Bryce is coming in <coughs> with um, a willingness to learn, with a willingness to get better, with um, a willingness to you know, listen to others. Whereas, really, Ron Leaf, man, he kind of came in really thinking that he knew it all, right? And so, in doing so, you kind of alienate yourself from your teammates, you from, you know, other people and stuff. And so, um, Ryan's journey was a little bit different because by the time that we got to about our dog on fourth or fifth game, his own teammates were like, oh, I can't, I can't with this guy, right? And I, I don't, I don't think that Bryce had it. It got bad. Right? It got bad. It got bad pretty quickly. Um, and, and Bryce doesn't seem to have that kind of temperament, man. Bryce seemed like a great guy. He's willing to listen. So for you to say, uh, Wes, that you have those kind of expectations for him, I see that. But I've seen guys who have been, you know, have that same kind of temperament and, 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 and the talent and everything, and they get these lofty expectations put on them. And the next thing you know, man, they don't, they, they don't hit them. Then all of a sudden, you fall apart as a, as a, as a quarterback. So. 
I definitely want to hear more Ryan Leaf stories. I got a ton of stories, baby. So, so what's one that you could possibly tell with us? Just with some look, and honestly, part of this is sad, right? Like, I don't want to, I don't want to, you know, relish in some of this because it was an NFL career that did not live up to the expectations. He has turned his life around. I know he that he was doing some uh, radio. I forget Pac-12 radio, if I'm not mistaken. But what were some of those experiences like? Is there a story that comes to mind where you're like, oh, okay, this is about to be a really, really tough experience for him in the NFL. <laughs> I got a couple of them because his locker was actually two lockers down from mine. So even um, um, the uh, the video of him when he blew up to, I'm literally like, can right we find outside. you in that? Like, I, like my arm foot is literally in that video, <laughs> but I'm a rookie, so I kind of slide out the way and let Junior Seau come in and kind of intercept that. But the first kind of inkling that we knew that there might be some um, some troubles is that, of course, as a rookie, you have to at some point in time sing during the time that we you know have have our our dinner, whatever. So um, they asked me to sing. I think I sang like some boys to men, like. Oh, what song? I think it was End of the Road. Okay. Yeah. And I was good. Um, yeah. I was not good. I'm not. <laughs> I was about to say, I'm not, not singing. <laughs> Do not. I was horrible. But um, he refused to uh, to sing. So the veteran was like, you know what, man, that's fine. You have to sing. And the last day of camp, um, our our camp was at, um, um, it was, uh, I think, it was San Diego University. Um, they took him and they wrapped him up in tape. They kind of stripped him down to his bare essentials. Goodness um, School was coming in, so, you know, I think they took him over to the girls' dorm, and they put him on the elevator, and they basically hit every floor. Goodness gracious. <laughs> but again, when you what? don't listen to the higher-ups, like, yeah. I learned very, very quickly, like, you kind of got to do what they say until they <laughs> – I was with – it was um, – it was Natron Means for me. He was he was um, um, the veteran running back, and if he said to go get Popeye's chicken and bring it, I'm going to get Popeye's chicken. I'm bringing it back. It's you better know? than what happened to Ryan Lee it, it in is, that situation. Better. Just go it get is. the Popeye's. Yeah, yeah, you don't have to sing. Don't worry. Yeah, about it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. 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 No, hey, don't hey, worry. hey, man, you're good. You're good. Just, yeah. just sing Boys to Men, man. <laughs> just sing something, anything. That's the moral of the story. Uh, just sing Boys to Men. Tremaine Stevens joining us here at Quail Hollow for the Wells Fargo Championship. I also wanted to talk about your NC State playing days. That's something that people here locally would want to hear about as well. Yes. Some great talent on that team, yes. including yourself, with over a thousand yards, over 1,100 yards that got you to the NFL also. But Torrey Holt, one thing that has been kind of my, it, it's it's me being on my soapbox for quite a while, okay. how wide receivers are not treated well by the NFL Hall of Fame. Thank you. And Torrey Jesus. Holt, for me, there's really zero argument that he's not a first ballot Hall of Famer. Right. How crazy was this guy just being up close to him in college? <laughs> <laughs> but enter, and there's plenty of room here. Okay, okay. On the band, cool, cool. Like, okay, yeah, yeah, please, yeah. please step up on my soapbox <laughs> with me. So I'm going to get up on your soapbox even even more so, yeah. right? Because um, to me, an absolute, no doubt, surefire first ballot Hall of Famer, man, just for his work ethic, but not just that, the production that he had. You know, this guy worked harder than anybody. Um, after practice and stuff, I would, I would, um, I would do some extra stuff for about maybe 25 or 30 minutes and I go in and Tori's still out there on the field like he he's he's he 
is still doing more, still getting in more balls and stuff like that. Hands huge, caught everything. Um, for him to not be in the Hall of Fame, um, I talked to him about maybe two years ago, man. It's a travesty. And you just can't tell me guys who played during his era um, that did more than he did. That was better. So I'm 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 big on the Tory Holt train. Oh yeah, for yeah, sure. Absolutely. All right. So real quick, Jermaine, I send you messages through my mom uh, about my Deeks and your NC State Wolfpack. Yes, when you we do. Play each other, <laughs> right? And so I just have to ask you before we get you out of here, what are your views as to where the program is today? Where Coach Doran uh, has this team, new uh, offensive coordinator Robert Anay right. in there with Brendan Armstrong coming over from Virginia. Right. What do you think about them? I'm looking forward to seeing what they're going to do, right? We've had a couple of really good years here. Um, I know that most Wolfpack fans are always looking for for more. So when we get a nine-win season, we expect to get a ten-win season for the next season, and that's not how football works. You know, each and every year, cast is different. And with this new thing now with the NIL and, you know, guys leaving and stuff like that, it's tougher. But I, I do know this about Coach Doran. Um, guys love playing for him. They love to be in his presence. And so for me personally, man, I have high expectations for what they are going to do this year. I expect them. I bet your mom Fonda, I bet her every single um, year. And I'm going to bet her again this year that NC State will definitely beat Wake Forest. No doubt about it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Jermaine Stevens here on the Body Works Plus guest hotline. You can follow him uh, on Instagram at Tremaine.Stevens.Fit. And real quick, man, plug the gym for anybody that might want to come out there and work out with the Wolfpack Legends. Listen, man, we do nothing but train elite athletes and dogs, man. I, I, I join my um, gym. We're right there um, in Gastonia. All of my info is actually on um, my Instagram. I love what I do, man. I love helping guys to get to be the very best that they can be. I've got seven guys that are currently um, playing in the big times now and over 250 um, actual college athletes that are playing ball from golf to soccer to tennis to football to baseball, man. So it's a joy for me, man. I, I, I enjoy it. What's the website? Let's go check it out. Website the website is um, um, train with Tremaine.lit. Gotcha. Lit. Yeah. yeah, and he's lit on the internet. 614,000 followers on the page, man. Yeah, so it's, 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 it's <laughs> all right. All right, so we appreciate that, man, and thank you for your time. It was great talking to you, man. We'll see you down the road, and we hope to have you back on soon, maybe during college football season, man, to talk about how you guys still uh, can't beat my Deeks. Oh, I, know no. you got a, I know you got a lucky one this year, but, uh, man, let me know, and I'm on to talk about that one. Like anytime. All right, man. All right, so when we come back, we're going to close this thing down with the Wells Fargo Championship at Quail Hollow Golf Club. This is the Weston Walker Show, Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ. 7 WFNZ. McDonald's is not new to chicken. So maybe stop questioning that chicken cred and get your hands on the McCrispy. Juicy fried chicken, buttery bun, unmatched pickle to chicken ratio. Yeah, they know what they're doing. In fact, we can honestly say they're not new to chicken. They're true to chicken. The McCrispy. Only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you.
text again without actually being at the Planet Kia Studios. Put it in the system. People are looking at the speakers, puzzled as to why the trumpets are being played. But Fiddy struck again, as we mentioned, and it was also very funny to hear Smoke behind the scenes creating some new lyrics. Can, can you sing that again, Smoke, your version on the air? Yeah, if, we want to hear that, can, man. I can, can't wait to hear Fiddy's response yeah, on Monday. Please sing your version again of how that song was going in your head. Here's the trumpet song for the New York Mets. They're mediocre as their fans are losing their minds. They're at 500 right now. Their pitching yeah. staff is getting blown out by Detroit Tigers. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that was good. Yeah, all that he said, he changed the version up a little bit, though, because he said mediocre pitching, and he said No, but it was stuff. fun. Oh, I, will, I liked I will, it, but I'll take any version from that. I yes. thought it was a little more rough, <laughs> the first version. They, I like that version. The Mets are 2-8 and eight in their last 10. They're on a three-game losing streak. They are 16-16, <laughs> and 16, right smack dab at 500. By the way, 6-6 six and six at home. Home, 10 and 10 on the road, while the Braves are 8 and 2 in their last 10. They're 22 and 10 overall on the season, six games in front of the Mets, who are also tied, by the way, with the Marlins at 16 and 16. Mm. So things have not been going well. Not going well. And uh, despite that, we still are going to play Mets themed music <laughs> right there. So we appreciate Smoke. First thing, go ahead, Smoke. You had something else? Well, I was just going to say, we have a lot of Mets fans in our building and people that used to work for us, like Jason Huber. I get a kick out of it no, that Mets won. fans make everything to be DEFCON 1 when they forget that two of the last five World Series champions came from the NL East and the Nationals and Braves, and they were struggling until Memorial Day. Well, and, and even the thing is, even if what the Braves did on their World Series run is absolute bananas, losing an MVP candidate, being out of the race for quite some time, we can still understand that a month into the season, you always get the people that overreact because, one, we need fodder, but also it's a fickle sport that baseball is. And so people are really worried about falling behind early on. Man, it's it's... May 5th. It's 230 games left. It's, it's, it feels like it. It feels like there's 230 games left. So as much as we can make fun of the Mets right now, sure, there's enough time and everybody's going to be feeling a lot better. All right, and as much as you wanted to make fun of me a couple of days ago for trying the pickle juicer, juicer yeah. that Mount Olive provided because of the Sumner Group, which we appreciate their sponsor, um, I'm going to try to redeem myself because the reaction caught on camera that was on Twitter, it, look, it was strong. It was okay? not flattering. I made a face. You kept saying that it looked like I was getting tased. Yeah. Smoke, I know you tried it as well. You had a face you that looked... You had a bad face, you, too. You had a face that looked a lot like mine as well. Well, I've never gotten along with pickles, so that's probably strike one yeah. right there. And, uh, you know, it's very strong. It, it's very strong, it, but it's also very good for you as well. It is. Juice. It's very good for you. That thing will hydrate you immediately. And so I'm going to do another one on air right now. Okay. And I'm going to do the no face, no chase because right. it's strong. And if you like pickles, then you're going to love the pickle last juice. time that thing folded you up like a cheap uh, suitcase. <laughs> word to Eric Collins. All right. I need to get hydrated because we're about to go on a search for mac and cheese and follow some groups and yeah. you know, spectator things. So here we go, straight to the face. If you want right, to help the people go. out, while I'm I do. with you. All right. He is. He took. Yep. You heard it. You heard it right at the end. That doesn't count. You said. Oh. No. I can't man. breathe. Nah, dog. I can't breathe. Is what you're saying. If it still folded you a little. No, bit. it you did, did not. You did a little better, but you said. Oh. I, I'm sorry. I had to breathe after taking this big gulp. <laughs> no, I think it folded you up again. You didn't like how it tasted, and you were I'm trying going back to for fight second. it. 
You were seconds. trying to fight it, you know? Going back for seconds, yeah. Nah. I did just fine. That is my pickle juicer um, redemption shot. <laughs> and I did pass it. No matter what Wes is telling you, <clears throat> I did pass it. All right, go back one more time. The last update here on the Wesson Walker Show. Smokey's going to take care of us. Smoke, what you got for us back at the Planet Kia Studios? All right. Well, I want to let you, everyone know that this report is brought to you by the Sumner Group GSM Services and Belmont Abbey Grow Crusaders. I know a lot of people are graduating around this time of the year. So go Crusaders yeah, as a former Crusader myself. Uh, so glad they're sponsoring this. Leaderboard update. Everything seems to be standing still right now. Mentioned Hatton, Lashley, and Wyndham Clark all tied at eight under. They have both all completed their rounds here today. Uh, Kevin Strillman, who was up front yesterday throughout most of the day, he is plus one today, minus four uh, after nine holes, and he is now tied for 15th. Ricky Fowler, name we haven't heard in a while, he's tied with guys like Matt Kuchar and Keegan Bradley, who completed their rounds earlier today. Both had good rounds. Ricky Fowler was even. After Thursday, he is now three under in the mix, tied for 22nd. Of course, uh, Rory McIlroy, probably the biggest, most well-known name, isn't going to be starting until after the show here with Wes Walker and into the Kyle Bailey show at around 3:12, 3:15. That's probably the group you're going to be, uh, you guys are going to be following, uh, I guess. If I'm going to take a stab at it, <laughs> that's a good one. Yeah. So uh, yes, it will be. It will be. Uh, okay, Go ahead. What are the finishing touches there? Yes. No, you're good. So, uh, once again, this uh, leaderboard update is brought to you by the Sumner Group, GSM Services, and Belmont Abbey Go Crusaders. All right. Yeah, we appreciate the Sumner Group really helping us out all week long. Not only were they able to get us Puff Johnson helping us out all across the way, it's been great interacting with them. Phil Ford also spending a lot of time on Charlotte Sports today. And also want to give a big shout to Greater Golf Express, Pro-Line Clubs, Used, New, Buy, Sell, Trade, all at Greater Golf Express. We really appreciate them helping us out this week as well. And that'll do it. Wrapping up the week here at Quail Hollow. Are you a golf fan now? Huge uh, golf fan. You gonna be watching? Yeah, yes. I don't. I don't know uh, if I'll be watching. I, I'm trying to find us a way to get some swings. That's what I'd like for us <laughs> to be able to get some swings out here, so people can dissect our golf swings. Okay. I think that would be real lit. That's what Wes is gonna do for us. Wake me up when the tournament's done. All right. Uh, okay. Um. Th that's. A hell of a dismount from Wes Bryant <laughs> here on Wesley Walker. We're going to hand the baton off to the Kyle Bailey Show. You heard Smoke. He's going to be joining no, the check rest of the way wins, as well. Sure. We'll be out here at Quail Hollow. We appreciate you listening to Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ.